Good day, all listeners. Welcome to Creating a Prayer Culture for God podcast. I am Quentin, the media specialist behind Creating a Prayer Culture for God, and I just wanted to take this moment to welcome each and every one of you and thank each and every one of you all for listening in. If you're new, Creating a Prayer Culture for God is simply a podcast where we're teaching, preaching, and dissecting the Word of God and truly establishing what it is to have a prayer culture and to live a prayer culture. Um, We preach and teach the Word of God. We talk Jesus, some more Jesus, and a whole lot of extra Jesus. So I just wanted to welcome you all to Creating a Prayer Culture for God, and I truly hope that you enjoy it. And for your listening pleasure, this podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, you name it, it's available. So tune in each and every day for new episodes. Welcome again. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, This is Pastor Lester Hayes this morning, coming to you this morning on our Creating a Prayer Culture for God uh, podcast this morning. And so we thank the Lord this morning for all of our prayer partners, our prayer warriors, our intercessors, watchmen and women getting on the line this morning. You know, our gatekeepers, our overcomers getting on this uh, prayer call this morning at 6 a.m. in the morning on a Sunday morning, January the 26th, 2020. And so we thank the Lord this morning for this line, this prayer line that we're able to, by podcast and anchor, we're able to be able to reach out to our listeners on about 10 different platforms this morning that our message about love is going out. So we give God the praise for all of our listeners out there, man, in cyber world, man, around the world that get a chance to chime in. And listen to these messages, man, that we're putting out there. And we thank God for our technicians and those who edit and do the the work that's necessary to make sure we get a good, clear podcast message out there about love. So we thank God for that. And uh, we don't take any of his blessings for granted. We thank him for this this awesome ministry tool that he's blessed us with. And we want to take full advantage of it while we can. So I would solicit that you continue to pray. Uh, for the success of it, that God will continue to use it to reach souls. That's what it's all about. It's not about us, but it's about the love of the Father. Amen. And getting that message of love out there so that everybody will have an opportunity to hear about something besides all the other stuff that's going on out there. You know, we we, we still going to have to follow Christ. We still going to have to let our light shine. We still going to have to go on with life. And uh, kind of one of the themes that we're going to talk about this morning, uh, the Lord was just, uh, you know, just uh, letting me know, man, about uh, standards, amen, spiritual standards. And love is the spiritual standard for anybody who will follow Jesus Christ. If you're going to be a disciple of Jesus, meaning a follower of Christ, you're going to have some have to have some discipline to maintain that highest standard, which is love. And so love is that one true spiritual standard that must be maintained if we're going to follow Christ and follow him right. Amen. And do right by him. So love is the spiritual standard that we strive for as followers of Christ, as his disciples of today. And so we give God praise. We give him glory. We give him honor uh, because of love. We're able to do all things love conquers fear you know love i mean love is long suffering you know it's 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 just amazing you know uh how people respond to love versus respond to hate 
Amen. Love begets love. Hate begets hate. And so we want more love. We don't want more hate. And love will count will cancel out hate. You know, it just goes in and cancels it out. And so we want to be able to prove and demonstrate through how we live our lives that we love God because we strive to maintain that highest standard. Okay, out of all the fruit of the spirit, love ranks number one. And so that's how we're going to be able to successfully follow Jesus Christ and follow him the way that he has uh, ordained or commanded that we follow him in love. Amen. In love, you know. And so we want to live for Jesus this year. And you can't live for Jesus without love, without walking in love. Amen. And so we thank God for love. Love is kind, you know, and it's not all puffed up. You know, it's not full of arrogance and pride. It is it is it is a sweet spirit. It's a sweet aroma, you know, that God loves to inhale when he sees his people loving somebody, especially your enemies and those who persecute you. And we make up in our mind and decide that we're going to follow God all the way to the end of this thing in love, walking in love, following the one who loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And following his son, Jesus, man, who was the gift of love, that example of love. And so we thank God uh, this morning for being able to walk in love this morning. Amen. And so, again, we're going to be praying today uh, about, you know, love, maintaining that that standard, uh, that 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 spiritual standard called love. Love is that spiritual standard that all disciples, all followers of Jesus should adhere to. Amen. Because what you're going through, love will get you through it. Amen. And so we want to go back into the book of uh, Matthew this morning, the gospel of Matthew chapter five. We're going to look at about seven verses and then we will pray. Amen. About uh, love, maintaining that standard, that highest standard, you know, that standard that 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 uh, reflects who Christ is. That's that's our character. That's that's how we want our character to be shaped and fortified in love no matter what the circumstance or the situation we know they all change all the time but the love of god does not change you know it is still uh spread abroad in our hearts shed abroad in our hearts by the holy ghost amen and so we thank god for for love now by the faith hope and love these three but the greatest of these we know is still love and so that's the standard that's the spiritual standard right there amen and so we give God praise for love this morning. That's our message this morning. So let's just go ahead and sign in this morning as we usually do. We want to go ahead out there this morning and wish Brother Quentin, who is kind of the mastermind along with Pastor Eric behind our podcast and cleaning it up for us and keeping it functioning and putting, you know, our advertisement statement out there to let people know that, you know, we're supported and sponsored by Anchor. And he does a tremendous job there. He's really got an over-the-air radio voice. And somewhere in the future, we're praying and believing that God will allow him to have his own radio station. And, and we'll get featured on there often. <laughs> but we wish Brother Quentin, man, in his recovery this morning, we wish him a happy birthday. And may the Lord bless him to see many, many more. Amen. And we pray that he be so spoiled today uh, uh, today by uh, by Pastor Eric, Pastor Phoebe, and the family there, Mother Helen, 
and they were just spoiling real good because I think he's earned it. Amen. So we love Brother Quinn. We pray for his continuous uh, recovery. We continue to lift up the Holly family this morning who have suffered the loss of a loved one and uh, who, are, who, are, who are right now believing God for a miracle. So we continue to pray and lift them up this morning in Jesus' name. So let's go ahead right now, amen, and just sign in with our usual uh, morning prayer. Abba, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, Lord, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Holy Ghost, we lean on you this morning. We look to you this morning and we just pray this morning, Holy Ghost, that you teach us doing this, this prayer, how to pray as we should pray. We don't know how to pray as we ought, but we thank you. We trust you this morning that you would just guide us through this, that you would be the voice that is, that is being heard teaching the scriptures and praying according to the word this morning we thank you this morning for teaching us how to love how to maintain that standard that spiritual standard called love as followers of christ and so we thank and praise you this morning that we will walk in love as we follow hard after him and maintaining that that level of discipline that is needed that our love that the love of christ in us may be a reflection to the world because we are a city that sits on a hill. We cannot be hid and we are to go forth and let the light of the love of Christ in us shine forth. And so that men and women may see that love and feel that love and receive that love and understand that love. And they too will glorify our father, which is in heaven, who is love. And so Holy Ghost, we just turn this over to you this morning. Ask you to help us this morning, Holy Ghost, to get through it. Ask you to help us to grow in our love for uh, for the Father, and not only for the Father, but uh, His Son, Jesus, and as well as yourself, and for all that we're here, these, these, these wonderful blessings that the Lord has bestowed upon us, even as we're going through trials and tribulations. So Holy Ghost, we thank you that it is the love of the Father that will get us through these times. Even when we're persecuted, we pray out of love for our persecutors this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. want you to turn real quick to the book of Matthew chapter 5. Again, that's the gospel of Matthew chapter 5. We want to pick up and read you about seven verses here in uh, the fifth chapter. We want to start reading at verse 13. And again, I want you to bear this thought or subject or theme in mind is that love is that spiritual standard that must be maintained by all who follow Christ. You know, that that makes us disciples. We're following Christ. So we, you know, we have to have discipline. That word disciple, you know, comes from a root word discipline. And so it takes some discipline, especially when you got all these things that are going on right now you know, hatred, murder, you know, natural disasters. You got humanitarian crises. You got all kind of uproar and frustration going on up in our government right now. There's just a lot of things. But in the midst of all of it, we still have to show love. And that's why we're on this line this morning. Amen. So much discord right now. So much strife. So much envy. You know, so much vanity right now. You know, it's just crazy right now. Uh, and But we know that Love is that standard that must be maintained. It's that spiritual standard. It rises above everything else. Amen. And so let's go in here, man, and just begin reading at verse 13. 
talking about being true disciples. Okay, what does that mean? What does that say to us? So let me read here. It says in verse 13, ye are the salt of the earth. And if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. And so he's talking about this word salt here is used to describe the character of one who follows Jesus. Amen. Because we know in the natural what salt can do. Salt can bring out the blessed flavor in whatever you put it on. It, it takes the taste of it to another level. And so is love in us, man. When we let that love be seen, it takes, man, haters and, and, and people that are without love. It just elevates them to a whole different level, man. And God said if a disciple who follows God loses the ability to walk in that spiritual standard, then it's good for nothing. It's really just good for nothing. And we we learned over in 1 Corinthians 13 and 4 that, you know, it's like we're nothing but sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. We're nothing really without love. And so we understand that the salt here he's talking about using this uh, this this uh, this natural ingredient to describe our character. You know, our character should be in such a way that it brings out the best in people when they encounter us, you know. And then he talks about where the location of that salt should be. It should be in us. Okay? That that love should be in us. That fruit that brings out the best in everybody, in every situation, in every circumstance, should be obviously seen in us. Why? Because love is that spiritual standard that we have to maintain as followers of Christ. And, you know, that ties into what our commission is. We were commissioned by God to go out, teach all men, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them all things that the Lord has said unto us. And he's with us when we go out. So that is what uh, what he's ministering to us here. And this is Jesus talking in red about that salt. He says, salt, just like love, has a mission. It's supposed to cause an effect on whatever it comes in contact with. We know salt brings out great flavor in foods. Well, we know that love in our character, man, acts just like salt on the earth. It acts just like, you know, uh, salt wood on meat, love to loving people on this earth, you know, especially those that persecute and are different from us and those that are without love brings out the best in them, not the worst in them. Amen. And so that's a good thing, you know, and then he says the danger is, is if we don't love if we don't act as though our characters is, is, is salty, then he's saying that the danger is that we become useless and destructive. And so this is why love has to be the highest spiritual standard because without love, you know, being that standard for those who follow Christ, we become very useless and destructive. And he said, we're good for nothing but to be chosen under the foot of men, thrown out basically, you know, unusable. And so to be true disciples, we want to strive to be used by God, you know, and, and we do that by, Walking in love. Amen. Verse 14, he says, let's build on this character again of a true disciple that follows Christ in love. 
He says, ye are the light of the world. So it goes from being salt in the earth to being the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Our love cannot be hid. Love ought to be that light, that first light that's seen in us ought to be love. Then it ought to be joy and peace. All, the, <clears throat> all these are, are, are types of uh, distinguishing marks in our life that distinguishes us. And they should light the pla place up. You know, the loving you should light, <clears throat> should light the place up where there's hate, where there's envy, where there's strife, you know, where there's division. The, 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 the love in you should light the place up. You know, you should be the envy of the other room. You know, everybody should be looking at you. You should be glowing. You should be giving away love. You know, you should be just showing love and loving your smile, loving the way you carry yourself. What is in your character ought to be on display every time you are, you, you walk in a, in, a, in a place where there's people, you know, whether that be the marketplace, whether that be the church, whether that be your job, you should be the spitting example of love before you ever open your mouth and tell somebody you love them. They ought to feel the love, the rays of love coming off of you. You know, it ought to just be that obvious, you know. And so he says that, you know, this is a part of our character, you know, that there's got to be some light shining in us. And that light, like I say, man, it could be the nine fruit of the spirit. It could be the nine gifts of the spirit, you know, but it has to shine through. Why people people are down? They're, they they need to be exalted. They need to be lifted up. And a lot of times, you know, depending on how that Christian communicates that love, is going to determine whether they be condemned or whether they be lifted up. Amen. So verse fifteen, he says, "Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it." giveth light unto all that are in the house. So it's, unav it's, 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 it's uh, unavoidable. Love is unavoidable. I'm here to tell you, when you love people and you show love, it's unavoidable. They're going to feel that love. I challenge you all early in the week. I said on Monday, go out and find you three people. Uh, I put you to the test. I challenge you. I gave you a charge uh, because the Lord gave me a charge. And I said, go out, find three people that you don't know before. You've never, never said anything to before. Walk up, introduce yourself and just ask them, can you share something with them and just see how unavoidable your love is. It'll light them up, you know, especially when there's a stranger. And we said, if they say no and they reject you, just shake the dust off your feet and move on. Find you somebody else. Amen. I was at a service yesterday to hear my grandson sing, sing at the church and i'm telling you there was a portion in the service where they asked everybody to get up and go and greet somebody that they hadn't seen before and i said to myself man this is almost identical to what i challenge the saints to do on the phone call then the guy who preached every scripture that we going over been going over about love uh his message was about forgiveness but he used all the same scriptures and i was sitting there man saying some of the points that we've been talking about came out in his sermon. I was like, God, I just give you the praise, man, you know. And so, yeah, but but uh, but that's what he's telling us there is part of our character. It should be like light. Love should be like a light in us. Peace should be like a light in us. You know, forgiveness should be like a light in us. You know, joy should be like a light in us. When people see it, they don't have to even hear you, but they can see it in you the way you go about, you know, about uh, carrying yourself and conducting yourself. And then verse... Uh, <clears throat> Verse 15 lets us know that that light should be unavoidable. It should be unavoidable 
And here's the deal. When it's unavoidable and people see it before they ever hear anything come out of your mouth, it's a, it's a better witness than what you say out of your mouth. What you say out of your mouth just kind of confirms what they were thinking when they first met you. Your, your demeanor, the way you carry yourself, witnesses to people. Because a lot of times people pay more attention to what you do than what you say. And that's why all the time we should be doing before we say. That way when I say, now people can confirm that you are who that you, you, you know, that they thought you were. You know, that you are a kind, tender-hearted, loving, caring person. You know, and so many times sometimes we try to convince people with words and we don't have the follow-on action. We don't have the corresponding action. And they already forget most of your words, but they won't, they won't, they won't forget what you did, you know, you know. And so 16, verse 16 says, uh, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So he calls us there a light to sit on the hill, a candle that cannot be hid, got to be on a lampstand, talking about us. Is Jesus talking to us disciples? And he's saying, you know, love got to be that spiritual standard. Amen. And then he goes on to say, the purpose is here, you know, to show forth good works, to stir up people to glorify God. Love will do that in a heartbeat. You can really, really get people to follow Christ if you do it in love. Because everybody without love is looking for love. They need love. Why not give them what they need? That's what God does for us. I supply all your need according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. When we needed love, God gave us love, and we did not reject that love. We did not reject that love. When that time, appointed time came, I knew I was, my back was against the wall. I knew I was ready to give up. God sent that love, man, and I'm telling you, it drew me. It drew us. <clears throat> and look at us now. It's love that's keeping us. It's love that keeps us coming back. It's love that just keeps drawing us because he said, by loving kindness have I drawn thee. Every morning at some time early in the morning, a thought goes through your mind. A message goes through your spirit by the Holy Ghost as a reminder. And that love that comes through so strong begins to draw you up out that bed, up out your sleep, dial them numbers, get on this line. That's the loving kindness of God that draws us. That's the same loving kindness of God that's going to draw others. And he said, love has to be that, that spiritual standard that we all operate by, you know, as disciples, as followers of Christ, because it's all about drawing people to God, not necessarily to myself, but to God first. And it's by love that he does that. Amen. And he said, that's the purpose of it right there, to show forth good works in the earth. Love is a good work. Love somebody, man, that's without love is a good work, you know, is a good work. And we work the purposes and plans of God from a position of love. You know, love gives us the victory. Love gives us the victory over hate. Love gives us the victory over death. Love gives us the victory, man, over persecution, you know, suffering, trials, tribulations. You know, we just continue to maintain that level of love for the Father you know, love for each other, you know, love for those who persecute us. Man, we got the victory right there because there's nothing greater than that love. And he says the purpose of it is, you know, to get men to stir it up to, to glorify the Father. You ought to be, people ought to be envious of you. You know, they're seeing you interacting with other people. You're being kind. You're being polite. You're being generous. People pick up on those attributes. <clears throat> they pick up on those characteristics. They pick up on that. They know that's coming from your character. 
They know that's coming from your character. They know that there's something inside of you that distinguishes you from everybody else, especially from those who are in the world that are without love. Verse 17, he says, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. And so we have to know why Jesus Christ came to this earth. When we know we have an obligation out of love for him is to make sure others know. We see right here, he's telling his disciples why he came. Not to destroy your law that they were not able to fulfill, but he came to fulfill it for them to relieve them of it. That's love, y'all. See, that was that strongest spiritual standard that Jesus maintained so that he could show us, man, now that I have fulfilled it, I didn't destroy it, you don't have to struggle with it. You don't have to labor with it. I've already fulfilled it for you. Now enter into my grace. See, he, he, he fulfilled the law so that they would not have to struggle with it, you know, because for, for many, the law led to death when it was supposed to be a, a teacher to teach them just how unsaved they were, just how needful of Christ they were. That's what, that's what the law was given for to be able to be a master to teach us that, hey, here's why you're a sinner because you're not measuring up, you know, and because it 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 it, it turned out to be a, a tool that people could use the Lord over people to control them. The father didn't like that. So he sent his son, Jesus, man, to come and fulfill the law, move it out of the way because he loved us so that now we could go after grace, you know, that unmerited favor. That was the love of the father at work there. You know, sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to come and remove the, bar the, the, the burden from, from people trying to keep the law and live up to the law. You know, Jesus came in and just, you know, fulfilled that law, didn't break it, didn't destroy it. And then he said, now, if you believe in that finished work, you know, now you can be my disciple. You know, pick up your cross and follow me. You know, <clears throat> I took care of it for you. I took care of that concern. And so people got to know that he came to fulfill the law out of love, you know, because uh, the law wasn't abolished or destroyed. It was just fulfilled. And that's what the love of the father did for us. Verse 18, he says, but verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, pass one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. So he said the law is lasting. It's always going to be there. It's enduring. It, it's, it's a more sure, uh, you know, than heaven and earth, okay? Because God didn't do away with the law because it served a purpose, you know? It served a purpose. He wanted to use it to show how perfect his love was for the son. He did, even though when his son took on sin, he said, Father, why have thou forsaken me? But see, even love will keep you sometimes when you feel forsaken by God. You know, his only son felt that way. But it was necessary to get the burden of trying to keep the law off of God's people that were failing left and right because they was misusing the law. They had a misunderstanding about the law. The law is always going to be the law. It's never going to change. That's why he didn't do away with it. It serves a purpose. But he's saying, look, my grace is, is better. You know, my, there's something better than the law. It's called the law of God, which is love, you know, you know, which is love. That's one of the, that's the greatest one right there. Keep it, you know, and you'll keep the rest. The rest of the commandments hangs on love. 
that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your body, your life, your strength, whatever is in you, love God with it. You know, and then he says, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Love God first, then you're able to love your neighbor. And that's what brought Jesus here to fulfill the law. It was the love of the Father. He knew what he was doing. He knew that there was going to come a time when he had to give up that ghost, that he was going to be separated from the Father. But he had enough love going in that it kept him doing that, that time, that momentary time of separation. And then it brought him right back into a that relationship and the father glorified him and called him back to where he could be with him where he had left. That was love. Took him, took him and brought him here, incarnated, word of God made flesh. Love did that for us. Fulfilled the law. Love did that for us so we wouldn't have to. Didn't break it. Fulfilled it. Perfect example. Kept it sinless, you know, out of love because he was earning the father's love for us by doing that himself. That was all about us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so that's why love has to be one of those spiritual standards that may have to be maintained by any follower of Christ. It's just, you know, it's just the rule, you know, it has to be. Uh, so it's law, the law is lasting, it's enduring, and it's just a sure man is heaven and earth, and heaven and earth is real. Uh, so let's go ahead and read verse 19. It says, Whosoever, therefore, shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so to do the same thing, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. That's why we can't overlook these commandments. We can't overlook this teaching because the Lord is forbidding us and he's warning us. He said a person must do number one, the commandments and love is love the father, love each other. You know, the way we want to be loved is one of the, the, the greatest commandments. One of the first commandments that's got some promise to it. And he says, and teach the law in order, you know, to be great in the kingdom of heaven. He says, you know, because if a person disobey it and influence others to do the same thing, you fall down to the least in the rank of God's people, of his disciples. That's why love has to be that spiritual standard that we maintain as followers of Christ. Because we don't want to end up being the least in the kingdom of God. And it says if a person obeys and influences others, he gets ranked as uh, great in the kingdom of God. That's what love will do. You know, it'll raise you up, you know, because it's the highest, it's the highest uh, order of emo level of emotion. It is spiritual emotion. It is love, you know cannot be rejected, can't be denied. There's no law against it. That's why he says that's got to be number one because there's no law against love. Love fulfills all the law. Love breaks no law, you know. It's not all puffed up. It wanted not itself, you know. It love in any situation, circumstance, love will get the job done. That's what he's saying. You know, can't do much without love. Verse 20, he says, For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. Ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. So let's see this now. Here is a disciple, a person who followed Jesus Christ, okay, who has love. But if your love does not exceed that love of the Pharisees, Okay, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That word righteousness there 
Okay, righteousness comes from the love of the Father. We are the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ, his shed blood, not because of my good deeds, my good looks, or my great charm, or my great charisma, or my so-called anointing. No, it comes from the love of the Father. And so he's saying right there, except it exceed that of the Pharisees, those who opposed Jesus, those who opposed what he did, those who had a problem, those who were envious, those who were jealous, those who meant to do him harm, because here he comes, man. He is allowing love to be that spiritual standard that he maintained as he followed the Father's will and purpose and plan for him on earth. And he's saying, you are going to have to maintain and reflect the same characteristics as I did. You know, love has got to stand out. You know, love has got to be that number one fruit that stands out. You know, because that's, 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 that's how uh, I came. I walked in the love of the Father. I was persecuted, but I still loved, loved you know, the ones that I was being persecuted for. Uh, you know, I maintained it. And he said, you're going to have to maintain that standard too. Amen. Love, you know, love is that, that spiritual standard. You know, there are other standards can be maintained, keeping the law and all that. But he said, love is that spiritual standard, takes it to a whole nother level, you know. And so, amen. And so he's, he's telling us right there that ours must exceed that of the, of the religious people. You know, we're, we're want to be like Christ people, you know, in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. You know, you may not ever be able to get, be pleased man, but, our goal is to be citizens in the kingdom of heaven when God comes back to this earth and creates this new heaven and this new earth. We want to be residents in it because we have maintained love as our highest standard, you know, as our spiritual standard as followers of Christ all the way to the end. And you're going to see this in a minute. Let's get two more verses in and we'll, 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 we'll wrap this up. He says, the, verse 21, he says, ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. So again, he's, 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 he's bringing out the law right here, and he's saying thou shalt not kill. Because see, if you are, if love is the highest spiritual standard that you're following Jesus Christ by, how can someone who's walking in love actually murder somebody you know because murder starts with fear and hate and then it escalates to murder you know it's fear hate causes you to sin and the sin is usually murder or or some other type of harm that you do to a person some other type of abuse you know either way they ends up being they end up being victimized here he's talking about murder here he's talking about killing and so at the absence of love, this is usually what happens. Somebody's going to suffer. Somebody's going to be victimized. Somebody's going to be abused. And a lot of times it just starts with people are afraid of you. You know, they're, they're afraid of you. They were afraid of Jesus. That's why they end up killing him. Fear came in. That's why the Lord said, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but I gave you a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. You know, because, you know, love causes your mind to be sound about who you are in Christ, you know, you know, and, 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 and so we, we have to be able to maintain that standard. We're going to follow Christ because there's going to be persecution, man, that sometimes it's either going to bring out the best in you. It's going to bring out the worst in you, you know, you know, it's just a, a, a known fact. 
And he says, but the law, you know, some people will say, well, the law gives me the right to defend myself, you know. Well, you know, if there's another way, would you choose that way? Because the law also can come back and charge you with murder. You know, and the Lord is saying, first of all, you know, seeking you make an appeal to not have to kill somebody. That that would be the first order. But if you have to, you do what you have to do. But he's saying the first thing should be, I'm going to try love because love, you know, will not allow me to want to kill. It's a difference in premeditated and just doing it because you can do it, you know, and, and figure out the consequences later. And that's how some people are. They have every intention to kill somebody. They ain't never thought about loving no life. And the Bible lets us know in the last days that we see iniquity abounding and spreading that the love of many going to wax colder and colder and they're going to be a violation of a lot of laws and some people are going to use the law to try to defend them breaking the law. We see a lot of that going on right now. Well, in the absence of love, you know, that's what happens. And churches are not exempt. This killing is going on in churches now. The one place you at least expect it, you know. But the Lord is saying right here, man, that, you know, uh, you have heard that was said by them of old times, thou shalt not kill, okay? And whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. See, that's the real meaning behind murder right there. Don't think, you know, just because you got acquitted it, they dropped the charge and you didn't get charged and you justified why you killed somebody. Don't think that you ain't going to stand before Jesus. If you don't repent and get that thing right now, there's coming a, a, a day of vengeance that there. You know, I don't care how many laws were passed in the land, but you can own a gun. That gun, man, you have to have some discipline. You know, you have to, you have to, you know, you have to still remember as a Christian, you know, what did God say about it? You live by that sword, you die by it. And so when you, when you actually, you know, act in taking somebody's life, just because you can, that's a different thing than you defending yourself, protecting yourself against danger. And if there's an imminent threat, you take care of yourself. You know, you do what you have to do to defend yourself. But if there's no imminent threat, just because the color of your skin and I fear you, remember, fear, hate, sin, usually the sin is murder or you wounded somebody. You know, verse 22 for the last verse this morning. He says, but I say unto you that whosoever is angry, there it is, with his brother, without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment and whosoever shall say to his brother raka now that word raka means uh empty-headed foolish you know stupid you know when you say that to your brother you know it's kind of a contemptuous type of anger you know shall be in danger of the council but Whosoever shall say thy fool shall be in danger of hell's fire. So you see what happens when there's anger. You begin to call people name and labor them, which shows the hate that's in your heart instead of the love. And now it leads to sin. And so you get in the name calling. You start calling people a fool. You know, that's what anger would do. You'll start cursing people. You know, you'll start doing things that's totally out of character, you know. And, 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 and the judgment is your anger. It comes out of your anger. That's why the Lord say, 
judge nothing before his time. You know, judge nothing before his time. Right now, God is long-suffering with us, so we have to be long-suffering and patient with people, believing that God is going to use love to draw people even through us. Amen. And so we're going to end right there. Amen. Father, we just thank you and we just praise you right now, God, for allowing us to be able to maintain a high spiritual standard of love. We just thank and praise you right now. Holy Ghost, give us the discipline, order our steps right now to walk in love as followers of Christ. I pray, God, that you strengthen us to be able to adhere to the laws of the land, Lord God, to respect those laws, Lord God, and not to use those laws as opportunity, Lord God, to be angry, Lord God, that leads to hate, that leads to more sin, even the sin of murder and killing, Lord God, because you told us in your word, Lord God, that you uh, said that if we live by the sword, we die by the sword. And so, Father, we want our first motives, our first steps, our first uh, 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 decisions that we make to be based on, Lord God, love, Lord God, that we be able to maintain that high level of spiritual standard, Lord God, because, Father, you want us to be lovers of life and not uh, takers of life, God, because you're the only one that give life and you're the only one that reserves the right to take it. So we pray this morning in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would just help us, Lord God, to be able to maintain as your disciples, as your followers, to be able to maintain, Lord God, uh, a, a, a standard of love, a higher standard of love than most that are out here in the world that are without love, God. They say it's love, Lord God, but you said that how can you say you love God who you never seen and hate your brother and do him harm and say all kind of things about him, be angry at him, judge him, call him a fool, call him a knucklehead, an empty head. God, in the name of Jesus, we just pray, Father, that you would just change our character, Lord God, and cause us, Lord God, mm, to, to be the uh, distinguished from the world, even though we're in this world. But, Father, in the name of Jesus, help us not to walk as the world walks and help us not to love as the world loves and help us not to do the things that the world uh, does. Help us not to pattern ourselves, oh, Lord God, after that that pleases man, but after that that brings pleasure to, 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 to our Lord and our God and our... And in our Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord God. And so we know, God, that love pleases you, God. We know that you desire that we walk in love because love is long-suffering, oh God. Love is kind, oh Lord. Love is patient, Lord God. And so, Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus today that you order our steps, Lord God, to be able, Lord God, to be good followers of Christ, good disciples, oh Lord God. And that, Father, when people encounter us, Father, in the name of Jesus, right away, they will begin to receive God and discern reflections of love, Lord God, even before we open our mouth and greet our brethren, God, they'll know just by the way we carry ourselves, oh Lord God, that there's something unique, that there's something distinguishing, there's something about them, Lord God. And so, Father, we're just praying that they'll be confirmed when we finally engage in conversation or open our mouths, that what's in our heart will begin to flow out, Lord God. And you said, by this will men know that you are my disciples because you love, love the brethren. And so, Father, let that love shine through, Lord. You said, oh God, that we are a city that sit on a hill. We can't be hid. We are to let our light so shine that men will see our good works and they too will glorify our Father which is in heaven. You say we are the salt of the earth and if we lose our salt, 
our Savior, God, that we are good for nothing but to be trodden under the foot of men and thrown out, Lord. So, Father, we pray today in the name of Jesus that every light that's in us will shine through, God, that will draw men and women that don't know Jesus, that are far from Jesus, never have have received salvation, that, Father God, through the light of the gospel that is in us, it will shine through, Lord God, in, in, in love and draw men and women closer to you, Lord God. So use our witness. You said, oh God, that who we are ought to be a witness to people before they hear anything that we say. So let us live our lives in a way, God, that it reaps up the love of Jesus Christ, that we walk in that love, Lord God. We be about that love, Lord God, in everything that we do, that we be lovers of life, Lord God. Hallelujah, God, lovers of other people's affairs. Lord God, is more than our own, Lord God, because you told us yesterday, Lord God, you desire, Father, that we be caring and concerned about the things of others more than the things of our own selves, Lord God. And so we thank you because love does nobody any good until it is given away, until it is shown toward another brother or sister, Lord God, and especially those who are disadvantaged and less fortunate because you said, Father God, who's going to be great in your kingdom shall be the least of them and the greatest of them shall be be brought low god and so father we just thank you this morning and we praise you this morning help us to walk in humility help us to walk lord god hallelujah lord god mm, help us to walk as your disciples in love lord god and help us lord god to just go about doing the work lord god uh, of righteousness oh god because you have made us the righteousness of god through jesus christ our lord and savior his shed blood because you told us you warned us that if our righteousness oh god does not exceed that of the pharisees and it's not righteousness, it's unrighteousness, oh God. So we thank you this morning because it makes us unfit for the kingdom of God. So we thank and praise you this morning, Father God, that we can declare that we are the righteousness of God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That through his shed blood, we can cry, Abba, Father, Lord God, whoever blessed us to be in a personal and intimate relationship with him. We're fully acquainted with him by the Holy Ghost this morning. And so Holy Ghost, by the love of God that's been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, let us go forth now, Lord God. Hallelujah, Father God, and maintain the highest spiritual standard there is, which is love that men and women may know that we are really your disciples because of the love of Christ that is shining through, Lord God, as a light in a dark world, in a dark place where there is no love. Lord God, let that love of Christ be that light that shines through your people, Lord God. Everywhere we go, everybody we encounter, workplace, home, God, wherever the case might be, marketplace, Lord God, wherever the place might be, wherever our feet tread, Lord, we're praying this morning in the name of Jesus that there will be a light, there will be a ray, God, that, that shines so bright that people will be able to see the love of Christ that's smeared upon us, Lord God, and when we open up our mouth, let the message of love begin to flow out of our mouths, on right on off our tongue into the lives of people, that they may feel built up, encouraged, that they may feel cared for, that they're dealing with a person, <coughs> Lord God, that's 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 all about love, that's full of love, God, communicating love, showing love, Lord God, because love without action, God, is no love at all. It's like sounding brass and tinkling summer. We're talking loud, but we ain't saying nothing. Now help us to walk in love today, Father, because love is the greatest. Greatest, Lord God, emotion there is, Lord God. And so we thank and praise you, God, that, Father, we show love now, God, as we go forth today. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. You said love is that spiritual standard that we who follow Christ must maintain, that people will be able to see, God. They'll be able to see our saltiness. They'll be able to see the light of Christ shining through us, O oh Lord God. 
and they'll know, Lord God, hallelujah, that we're not there to destroy, but we're there to edify, build up, and encourage, and to share love, Father God. And so we give you the praise, we give you the glory, we give you the honor. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray, amen and amen. All right then, well, we're going to end this call right there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. For another opportunity that we all come together this morning. The love is that spiritual standard that is maintained by those who are followers of Christ. According to Matthew chapter 5, starting with verse 13. Amen. We are the salt of the earth. Amen. We're not supposed to let our light be covered. Amen. We'll let our light shine so that the men of this world may see the glory of God that is working through us. So we truly thank God for another opportunity. Amen. To come before the people of God this morning. And as your day go on, amen, continue to spread this love throughout this nation. In Jesus name we pray. Amen.